Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer. As always, I'm your friendly neighbour who somehow effortlessly becomes champion, Michael. Joining me as always is straight up a Jolteon, it's Adrian. And frantically searching Cerulean Cave for the last fossil, Matthew. I keep finding dome ones and I've already got Kabuto. Do you have Helix? I didn't praise Helix enough. <laughs> and if you haven't guessed yet, we have been playing Pokemon Let's Go. I'm going to say Pikachu for everyone because who wants the Eevee version? <laughs> there, there are people out there. They you exist. Know, people can be wrong and that's fine. <laughs> and those people can, can enjoy their Eevee that is just a sad little normal type forever. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> What's, there's only one point to Eevee. Well, and you can't do that with the starter game. Eevee. I'm pretty sure it can learn a ty- like every type of move, though, to compensate. That's not good enough. That's nice. Mm. No, pro- no prize for seconds, though. So. <laughs> but first, before we get into uh, actually talking about let's go, let's go into the news. Ha-ha. <laughs> First up, some news that came out this week, I believe. Uh, Heroes of the Storm, a MOBA that's like, it's the Blizzard MOBA, I believe, yeah? Yes. It's being, quote unquote, abandoned. I think what I've read, because I, so the way I heard this was, there's a lot of people posting on the Smite Reddit going like, hey, I'm coming over from Heroes of the Storm. Any guides? And I was like, wonder what's happening over at Heroes of the Storm? Apparently, Blizzard is moving developers onto Overwatch and like slowly winding down Heroes of the Storm. Thoughts? I guess do what you're good at, and they and Bl- I think Blizzard are, are quite aware of that and know when when to call it a day. So it's probably not the worst thing in the world because you're already competing with heavy hitters like Dota and LOL. There's probably no point continuing Heroes of the Storm when you could be expanding Overwatch and Hearthstone and uh, WoW. Yeah, that's pretty much what the developers said. Like, they put it the best they could, which is like, we want to move some of our great developers onto these other games that, you know, we can take even further. And sometimes you have to sacrifice other games for that. Or they're not listening to their user base. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people have also done that because it's just that Blizzard are the one who got uh, booed for all their Diablo and announcements and stuff recently. Why are people so upset about that? Yeah, I mean... Uh, because it's have... a mobile version and they were expecting Diablo 4 and apparently it's going to be like a whittled down version. And I don't know, it's just one of those things where like... It's probably a good thing, but people... There's just a few things that should be done first or like some other things that should have happened as well. I don't know. I'm not a real Blizz fan. It would be a problem that Diablo 3 has been just so successful. It's now it's now on Switch. Like, it's probably had too long of a life for a Diablo 4. Like, that's been pushed further back because of the success of 3. Like, 2. 2 was such a successful game. People didn't get 3 for, like, over a decade. Yeah, and what's so he saying? Three is similar. Like it's just done so well that four won't come for a little bit longer. I f- I feel that's the way they like to operate. If the game's that still they... good, well, just keep milking it. Pretty much, and that's what Pokemon Let's Go is all about. <laughs> really interesting, interesting opinion. Uh, before, okay, that's unless there's anyone else, anything else to say on that one. Uh, another cool thing we should talk about is the Game Awards that happened last week recently. Uh, so many. There were some gr- really actually surprisingly nice big announcements. Yeah, I didn't realize that there were so many announcements at the Game Awards. Like, yeah, I don't think I think this is the first year where it's actually been kind of good. Like, I, I've heard in previous years it's kind of been like pretty cringy, and then they kind of like hype up some really mediocre reveals. But this year there were some really interesting ones, like some really good ones and some really really interesting ones. So we had. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which looks very cool. What are you guys excited? The fact that it's a Switch exclusive is crazy. Yeah. That I yeah, that's very unique. I wonder how much Nintendo paid for that. 
Or maybe the devs were just like, ah, I can't be bothered doing too many textures. Let's just pop it into Switch and say that uh, we we had no choice. I feel like it's the perfect console for it because, like, Marvel Automotive Alliance was the reason I had a multi-tap on PS2. Like, just I play with all your friends. Yeah, like, you don't to have to get brag that about f- having friends, okay, as a child, right? Because none of us did, right? So you can just stop. <laughs> <laughs> to get that four-player experience, and that's actually really easy on the Switch. As soon as you have two complete Joy-Cons, that's actually four four players. Four players maybe that's why. For some awesome drop-in, drop-out. Because maybe the install base of like four PS4 controllers or Xbox controllers is really low. That's expensive. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Maybe that's their train of thought, is that the Switch not only is the portable console, but it is the more uh, like multi- play a couch co-op accessibility yes could be what they're going for as well like that couch co-op friendly land kind of thing is what they want to promote for this version of uh, marvel ultimate alliance i will say that it's leaning very heavily towards cinematic universe characters oh yeah, yeah it definitely seemed like it but there was still like wolverine was still um obviously he's not in the cinematic universe the mcu but like classic Wolverine. I think he was the only non-MCU character that I saw in the trailer, though. But still very well-known character. Yeah, I remember yeah. the original game introduced me to characters that I had like knew little about. Like Deadpool. I didn't know anything about Deadpool until I was playing back on the PS2. Yeah. And I was like, well, this guy's like funny and actually really fun to play. With, like teleporting and guns and swords. So I'd like to see, I'll wait and see on the full roster, but either way, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. I hope that they go for like a big, bigger roster. You know, like at the same time, you could have, you know, a smaller uh, roster, but with more kind of niche. Because wasn't Ultimate Alliance 2 all about the kind of combinations that you could do? Like if you did this attack with Iron Man onto Captain America, it would do something specific. Yeah, so you'd, like, use your ultimates together in these, like, combo moves, which is a cool idea, but some of them were just, like, really shoehorned copies of each other. Yeah. No one, not everyone necessarily had their own thing. It was like, oh, it's Hulk, he's gonna, he's gonna throw smaller characters or, like, do, do a smash... Like, they didn't really give everybody their own combinations, which would be, like, that's pretty crazy if you had to... Or are you dealing with factorials then? If you're going, like, Hulk plus Cap equals Hulk plus Iron Man equals. Yeah, that's a lot of combinations, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I can see why. What else What else was announced? Uh, Crash Team Racing, a remaster. What's it called? Nitro Fueled or something? This is... For me, they <laughs> said Matt really enjoyed the Spyro remaster, but his favorite PlayStation game was Crash Team Racing. It's the reason I had a multi-tap on my PlayStation 1. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. And I've been looking around. People have been saying that uh, the odds of it, including uh, some things, if not everything, from Nitro Kart and... Uh, what, what's their double dash called? Tag team, <laughs> yeah, racing? tagged crash tag still team have racing. That. Yeah, a lot of people are saying like, uh, for example, in the in the trailer you can see Crash uses different cars, which is not not in Crash Team Racing, I'm pretty sure, but is a feature of one of the sequels. So they're like, are they just borrowing that feature, or is it? Or are they going to combine it all? I remember you said like, because when obviously the Crash trilogy came out, I remember you saying like. Your next thing you would love is a nitro kart, like a kart race. No, no, not carts. nitro kart. CTR. CTR is my jam. I, I never. Well, the... My point was the Crash Kart yes. trilogy, I think you yes. were saying, which this could be, or it might be just like they've amalgamated the three games into one game. I have a, f- like, I have a feeling that's what they're doing because I only saw uh, CTR one tracks, except for one, which when they like did the remaster, I'm like, is this from another Crash racing game that I don't know because I didn't really play Nitro Kart or uh, Tag Team? Like, so I was like, 
or is it just they when they've remastered it, they've just added so much stuff in the background that I'm like, what is that? Oh yeah, you can't even recognize it anymore. Yeah, like it's crazy. I'm very excited, uh, and I think it is possibly. I say this now, which seals my fate uh, to eat my words, but this could be the one game that I beat Adrian in. No, no, don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. Because I did, <laughs> I did play CTR pretty much. I, as soon as I was out of the womb, I was on to CTR, <laughs> and then I was well, just doing that until I was on Jedi Knight Academy, and then that was about oh, 10 years. Look how <laughs> that ended up. That was like 1,200 hours. Yeah, exactly. So what was that program <laughs> called that used to track your playtime? X-Fire. X-Fire. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's X-Fire. right. X-Fire. <laughs> Okay. 1200 hours well just so you know matt now that you've put that challenge up i'm actually gonna have to try well uh, which i've never had to do before and i've beat you flawlessly so oh, now if i put some effort in you know like you might save just, the salt for uh, next pod <laughs> <laughs> i got no salt oh i got uh, salt for the next game which is the outer worlds and the reason i got salt is because i don't know i'm not trusting i don't trust them Interesting. Why is that? Because it looks too, like, they are trying to just, like, it's hard to say. So, obviously, Obsidian are very good, and they've made one of my favorite games, uh, Fallout New Vegas. Uh, Recently, I I have been burnt in some aspects with Fallout 76, but when I watched the trailer for The Outer Worlds, I'm like, I think it's not as good as they cracked out to be. Like, I reckon they've seen the failure of Fallout 76, so they've made this really impressive-looking trailer, and they're making so much hype, and I don't think that they are going to hit it. I think it'll be... Uh, I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of Vegas, but it looked interesting, because it, it's... Out, like, I don't... The Fallout universe... A lot of people love Fallout because it's that 1950s kind of feel, but, like, in a post-apocalyptic world. I don't know. I'm not really... I don't like love that. Not that I don't like it, but it's just not doesn't hit me as much as it hits others. So their kind of gameplay and feel set in space could be something I get into. Well, I'm very much looking forward to it because I think that Obsidian uh, write write great games and know how to do an RPG. And they've said from the get go that this is not a AAA game. They didn't have the budget of a AAA title. This is a double A title. It is not as big as a Fallout 4 or a like a Witcher like a, or even a Fallout New Vegas. It's not going to be able to be as vast as those games with the budget they had. But I'm actually looking forward to like a bit more focus. Um, yeah. You know? you know what? It's good to have choice and branching paths but not a massive open world that might be a good describer for it more focus i do find a lot of modern games get a little too big for their uh britches so this might be a good you know tamer uh rpg experience you know what i honestly reckon it's gonna um be like is i reckon it's gonna be like call of cthulhu <laughs> Yeah, which is like small be. has choices. I mean, Call of Cthulhu, I think, lacked the narrative that Obsidian have proven that they have. So hopefully, they stand up to that. But I reckon it's going to be more in that scope. Would would be fine from there if that's your minimum, and then Fallout New Vegas is your maximum. I'll be happy. Another game that was announced at the Games Awards was... I don't really know much about it. I just wanted to bring it up because uh, I want to hear Matt's thoughts. The Last Campfire from the team that made No Man's Sky. I, w- I would like to think that uh, they learnt their lesson and they can make... A, I want to say a good game this time. Um, Implying No Man's Matt, Sky isn't currently a good game? What are you saying? I mean... Okay, um, let me rephrase. Maybe they release the game when it's done. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good one. <laughs> I definitely accept that. Um, the last campfire is it looks very like kind of journey, um, and they've said that they just kind of were making this just when they got burnt out of doing other things. I heard 
in an interview, something like that. I'm not a trustworthy journalist, so don't take that. <laughs> um, but that's what I heard is that, yeah, this is what they would do when they were getting burnt out of um, doing other work, I assume, for No Man's Sky. So hopefully it's like a breath of fresh air. Hopefully it's like like another kind of journey feel. Kind of looks like it could possibly be just a advanced kind of walking simulator. So kind of, um, I'm trying to think. The arrest there. Yeah, exactly. But I'm thinking it might. It kind of looks like it's actually just like a linear experience where you just kind of look at this world, maybe do a few small puzzles. Um, but so some people might go, well, that's not a finished game because it's not really a game. All you need to do is hold the stick forward. But I think it's going to be one of those artistic expressive, expressive games that you just kind of, uh, zone out and play and enjoy. And it's just, you know, it's, it's very kind of, I don't know the expression, but it's like a simple, game but at the same time you know one that has complicated emotions i don't know how to phrase it that's a pretty good phrasing uh i'll tell you i've got some complicated emotions for the next game that was announced uh mortal kombat 11 go go on (laughs) yeah okay um i mortal kombat is one of my favorite like series it's definitely my favorite fighter series even more so probably than the game coming up sh- like later on. Ooh, but um, I don't know if I'm ready for another Mortal Kombat. I'm still like, I'm still dealing with Mortal Kombat 10 and they just drop 11 on me like that. And I know it's been like years, but I'm still like, eh, I don't know if I need another one yet. I think they weren't getting enough money from Mortal Kombat 10. <laughs> well, it finally ran out. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just like I I pre-ordered ten and I got like the special edition with a scorpion statue, classic. Um, but then they, I don't know. It's I don't like all this DLC stuff in fighter games where it's like you pre-order to get this character. Well, if I don't pre-order, do I not get them? Like I don't, and I like to have like the full roster. I don't know. It's just, I'm just worried it'll be too greedy. Is is Can- kind of it. Was there something going on in the trailer for that as a non-Mortal Kombat diehard? Uh, we have Scorpion fighting Raiden. Yeah. Raiden kills Scorpion. Scorpion appears? Yeah. I, my guess, because I, I don't know. I haven't read any other details. I think there's... From what I know, I think there's something going... Like this. My guess is they're going to do some sort of time cross over. So, like... Because in Mortal Kombat 9, when they kind of rebooted it about a decade ago now, jeez... Um, they did like they went back in time and redid the first three games in the first game. Sorry, in Mortal Kombat Nine. Okay. Um, and it was kind of to rewrite history because it failed. Like in Mortal Kombat Eight, let's say it like failed. So at the start of Nine, Raiden sent a, a signal back in time to himself to change the course of history. Um, and so my guess is it's going to have something to do with like crossing over those two timelines and that's why there's one scorpion who's who looks like that and then there's another scorpion that looks like the fiery one the classic uh imagery of scorpion that's my guess uh if that's if that's what it is i'm super hyped i'm just yeah i'm just worried that it'll be too cash grabby hang on mortal kombat has a story mortal kombat has an amazing story it's probably i mean i I don't really know the story of tekken or street fighter but tekken's the most right story I, I'm sure they, they all do, but to me, Mortal Kombat always had this really um, obvious one. Like, I don't know. Okay. I've, I just played them as kids, and and so I knew the story. I also watched the movies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I just there's a there's a pretty good story in Mortal Kombat. Uh, the last thing to announce, another fighting game thing. Uh, the first downloadable Smash. What's it called? Uh, Smash Pass character will be Joker from Persona 5. Do you know who that is? Nope. Nope. Do not. I know that Persona is a very popular RPG. Yeah. Maybe. Is that what it's yeah, it's it's an RPG, I think. That's what it's I know. It's slightly turn based. Uh, apparently, they're very good and have been for a long time. 
But I don't think they're on a Nintendo console. Apparently not. That's what I heard. Apparently, at least not for a few good years. They've been on DS or 3DS, I think. But like Persona 5 came out sort of recently and it wasn't on... I don't think it's on Switch or anything like that. This makes me uh, think that there will be a port, possibly. Yeah, likely. But Reggie said that this is a kind of a taster into what kind of characters we can expect, which makes me think if they're going for character a character that isn't on the Nintendo Switch, maybe we'll see some other non-Nintendo characters show up. Like Goku? I was thinking like game characters from other game franchises. Like well, Xenoverse maybe... is on the Switch. True. <laughs> Actually, you make a good point. You make a good point. And Fighter Z? Look, if, if Goku ends up in Smash Ultimate, that's it. There's no more Smash. It's done. That's it. This is this is literally the perfect Smash, and you, there's nothing else to do. There's n- nowhere up from here. Well, it's good that we're talking about Smash because that's the next game for the podcast. Yeah, our next Fortnite will be playing and reviewing Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And it was really annoying because I had to kind of force myself to stop playing it because I'm like, I want to finish pokemon as much as i can because i tried to restart to do a nuzlocke (laughs) hang on i'll get into this later (laughs) but uh, so join us as we play smash and uh we'll be playing on stream so if you want to come along and join us and we'll be hosting games so hopefully if you can get in play with us you can test your metal join the Uh, arena it's called yeah there's a battle arena uh we'll be on grind time underscore tv on twitch so come along and join, and uh, while you're there, and any other place you find us, remember to review and subscribe. And that's probably the best way you can actually let us know that uh, what game you want us to play, because we're coming uh, down from all of the new releases from 2018. I think every single game for the like, last two to three months has been a new game. Yeah, pretty much. Bleeding our wallets. Big... Yeah, big like last quarter. So uh, if you want us to play a classic game, now is the best time to review, put it in there, go on our stream, tell us there, uh, go on our Facebook. Just It's the best time to let us know what game you want us to play. I've been like backlogging a few games that I reckon we should be doing. So I'm set for like probably the next the next quarter on, on games to, to play. Excellent. But we'll get to that later. For now, let's get to uh, the game of this fortnight. It's Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu and or Eevee. Thanks, Mario <laughs> slash Mario. Luigi. <laughs> I'm Nintendo. <laughs> oh, Charles Martinet. I didn't realize you were doing all of Nintendo now. Okay. It's yeah, me, Mamma Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you guys, I want to hear your guys' thoughts because you guys have uh, always been Pokemon fanatics, Matthew, very much so. Yes. Uh, and you guys have played since the first gen, I assume. So I want to hear mm-hmm. your thoughts. Playing red back in the day on my Game Boy Color. Uh, and this is this is a huge nostalgia trip for returning fans of the series as well as a kind of a different spin on things to bring in an audience that are used to Pokemon Go. That's why it's called Let's Go. See, I mean, that's true, but how much is it really? Like, Yeah, it seems like not much. It's They've, not really. they've stolen the <laughs> mechanics of catching, which is good, and I like that. And then they've added the ability that you can transfer a Pokemon from Pokemon Go. But otherwise, it's like, what even is Pokemon Go? Like, I play Pokemon Go a lot, but it's like, as far as I'm aware, these two, like, and I suppose they have the candy idea. Like, in Pokemon Go, because it's a mobile game, it's a very different way to play Pokemon. You don't get attached to one Pokemon. You just, you know, endlessly grind all of them and you catch them. And you can kind of do that in Let's Go. But otherwise, I feel like... I think it's just to say, hey, you know that really big app that's made $2 billion over the last two years? You can play it when it's not a shitty microtransaction grabber thing. 
is are there microtransactions in in Go? Yeah, there's plenty. You can get they... extra egg incubators and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lures. Yeah, uh, get extra raid passes. You get one for free every day, but you can buy more. Um, although that said, this game, Pokemon Let's Go, is the first like Pokemon on a console game to feature a microtransaction. And I hate really? it. Yeah. What is it? Uh, if you buy the Pokeball, you can get a Mew for free. Oh, that's not really for, a microtransaction. No, it's actually, it makes me really mad. I will never be able to complete the game because, see, I could transfer my Mew from Pokemon Go. No, you can't. Okay, I'll transfer, transfer my Mew from uh, a previous game. No, you can't. The only way I can get a Mew in this game is if I pay the, what, $60 for the peripheral. And I think that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in regards to Pokemon. I mean, I I will say it's not a microtransaction, but it definitely is pretty bad. It goes back to my thing about Mortal Kombat and, like, characters being DLC, like, pre-order characters. It's like... Do I have access to it in the game? Can I like get it later? And this is similar. It's like I would have expected Mew is like unlockable later in the game, or at least transferable from from Go. But you can't get it at all if you don't get the Pokeball. Exactly right. That Pokeball is the only way you can get Mew. They've got well, to roll out like an event or something at some point. Maybe on Pokemon Go on the phone and be like, "This Mew can be transferred if you do this event in Pokemon Go." Then it could be forgiven, but at the moment, it's that's a terrible idea. Yeah, especially when the whole thing like is about collecting and catching them all. This isn't catching them all. This is paying for them all. Yeah. This is like going to some back alley Pokemon trainer who's like, "Yeah, you don't have a you don't have a uh, Bulbasaur. Well, I got you sorted, mate. Here." But that being said, you could never get Mew in Gen One without going to. That is true. Physical events. Yeah. Um, and I'm also thinking, like, you didn't need um, Mew generally to complete the Pokedex. But I'm just wondering, because I haven't uuh, actually we're wiser now we know that you have to it's part of the original. You have to do <gasps> exactly. it. Exactly. But I'm just More thinking- original than Meltan. Melton? You mean uh, Silver Ditto? Silver Ditto with a uh, big nut on its head. <laughs> <laughs> big nut <laughs> <laughs> like a bolt nut <laughs> yes <laughs> um but i so i haven't gotten there yet but if i do need mew to get the shiny charm and to complete the pokedex it, like game is zero out of ten the game is un- incomplete as far as i'm aware well you are aware that i do have the peripheral oh wow. and and i I don't think actually. I don't know if I can get the Mewtwo because my partner used it first. I don't know if it's like one per use. It is but... one per use. It's a code. Okay, well, I don't care. I don't care so much. Uh, the peripheral itself, though, actually pretty good. I'll say uh, fairly fun. Like um, I used it when I played it for the most part. Uh, it makes catching pretty fun. Although you have no frame of reference for like middle of the thing, like with the Wii, for example, and you had to point the the Wii mode at the TV, right? You, you knew where you were pointing because it's kind of a bar, so you kind of go like uh, parallel or perpendicular, I suppose, to to that, yeah, and then point. Whereas the ball is like, there's no frame of reference, like there's no forward. I can just like how how do I do I throw it at the TV and then how you do? throw it at the TV and it just kind of goes <laughs> off to the side. And you're like, okay, and I guess I'll, I'll just tweak it this way a bit. Like it's confusing at first because you're like, there's no frame of reference for it. Uh, With the Joy-Cons, it's about, like, as you press, like, uh, ready or whatever it is to throw the Pokeball, yeah. you want to hold your Joy-Con, like, flat, and the Joy-Con goes, okay, this is straight. Any deviation off this starting position. So, that's not good if you're, like, lounging. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I like, I could, I could not use it to begin with. I was like, how how does throw straight? And the other and thing is... How does well, curl to the corners? <laughs> yeah, well, the Pokeball's around, so I'm like, it's hard to know what the middle is because you don't have like a flat straight thing. You just kind of... Yeah. There is there is kind of a way you're meant to hold it. Um, and it actually comes... Something that's really cool and I didn't like think of until I put it on was like, uh, 
It comes with the strap, obviously, but then it comes with like this loop you put over your finger so that when you throw it, you can like pull it back and catch it into your hand instead of it just flapping around your wrist. (laughs) So that did a real good job of actually thinking it through. Um, And then it has a button, like it has a joystick. You can click the joystick down and then um, you press like a button on the top of the red part for like back, for like is your opposite. So if if, if the click is A, this is B. And then... If you want to, if you're trying to stuff around in the menus, you have to shake the thing to do Y. So you're just in a menu, clicking and shaking, trying to get around. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little confusing. What I'm saying is like the per- the peripheral is not great for the menus necessarily because <laughs> it's like, all right, press like this button like to enter the menu. Then I've got to go like open the Pokemon box or shake it. Uh, not the best, but when you're playing the game, it's pretty fun. I uh, played with the Joy-Con like a pokeball uh once uh and then i decided that that was fun uh but it was handheld mode from then on yeah the handheld mode is like easy mode and it's i wouldn't <laughs> yeah. i wouldn't say it's easy mode i would say it's regular and then deciding to use you know the wii controls it's like, uh, no, that's, that's all right. I would say you. it's easy mode because my frame of reference is Pokemon Go where it's kind of like it can be hard. You can throw it off center. But if you're on the, the, the handheld and they don't move, for example, you just, you just click A and you hit excellent every time. Well, no, because... Almost every time. Because more it consistently is still, than you can in Go. Yeah, it is still more like... Mo- it is still motion controlled. So if you're like... You can't shake or anything because then you go off center, so you got to be still. And then I feel like yeah, but- I feel like it's like a a weird Pokemon Snap game because I <laughs> I play with L and R being A, so I oh okay you know You're taking pictures yeah I'm taking a picture when I catch a Pokemon I'm like oh he attacked me while I took a photo that would have been a good shot but I, it wasn't actually a photo. Now I wasted another Ultra Ball. On a Pidgey. Damn it. Speaking of the catching, though, something I think should be taken into consideration. I was trying to catch a Chansey really early on. And it was like the ring was like red, dark red. It's like, okay, this is a hard one. So I'll use like all the items I could. Used like, is it it's like a super be- like berry or something? The super golden. raspberry? Yeah. Yeah, the golden one. Use that. And then it. It immediately just buggered off. And I was like, yes! <laughs> that was the only one I had. Yeah. I was like, they should have let, like, maybe give me one try at it. I already had, like, a few cracks at it without the golden Raz. Man, I reckon. But, like, I just used a big item. Let me just hold on for, like, one more yeah. throw. And I reckon, like, if I reckon, honestly, if you get an excellent, you get it. I feel like that's how it should be. If you get an excellent, the game should be like, yeah, all right. Yeah, you did well. It's like, but we know how easy that is in handheld. Yeah, it's not that easy, especially like late game. It it would be pretty easy at the start, but you get to a point. I'm at a point currently, um, seven out of eight badges, where I'm like everything is just jumping around. Like, yeah, you can't get me that easy. I'm like, stop! Just stay still. No, it has to be difficult. Oh, Scyther was like, <laughs> you can't even hit me, and I'm gone. And he runs away, and I'm like, no, I didn't even get a chance. Uh, what do you guys think of the catching mechanic replacing the, like, with fatiguing the Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. As As, like, original players. I think that's fine. I think that's uh, sort of a welcome addition to remove. Well, it should have removed some grind. It does not. Do you find this still pretty grindy? I feel like the game wants me to re-catch Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Oh, Whereas yeah, I, I, I like to catch a Pokemon unless I see it for a much better like level or... Now they've got the it's huge or it's tiny where it has different stat sort of uh, like pluses and mo- like pros and cons. I don't know yeah. what you call that. Specs. The stat differences, yeah. Yeah. Unless it's that, 
there are some times where it's like that is the same Pokemon for the same level and I'm just going to run away. But then I'm not getting experience. Yeah. It's like I don't want to catch you. I don't want you filling up my box because I got so many there's so many gold bats in there. <laughs> it's just so many. <laughs> there's too many of them. And then and then you have to send them off to the professor and you're checking them and you're judging them. It's always fun. <laughs> I'm going to judge your potential now. <laughs> Which one of you survives? Who of you, when you're level 100, will be worth my time? Imagine if you did that with children. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we don't. Um, that's that's testing. <laughs> I want to. I want to agree with you for most of the comments. Uh, I don't have much of a background in playing proper Pokemon games, but I think the addition of this catching mechanic, replacing the battle and catch, is ten out of ten. I think every Pokemon game going forward should have this catching mechanic. I think it should be like optional because yeah, there's, there's some points or. where it's like. Um, like imagine, so I did, I actually caught a shiny during this playthrough. I'm very happy. I have a... Was that the Pidgeotto? Yeah. And I called him nice. Aurum because he's golden. Uh, he looks like a budgie. He does look like a budgie. He's a very big budgie and a big, they're very fat. Seeing them fly next to you, I'm like, wow, you're fat. You shouldn't be able to fly. You, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I forget where I'm going, but you should be able to like... I reckon when you go in, you can be like, I want to go battle mode. I want to take out my Pokemon so that I can, like, put it to sleep. I can get it to, like, low HP. Uh, and and it can't run away. Once you're in battle mode, it can't run. And then that way, if you're like, okay, I really need a Scyther, but they just sprint. They're like, ha bye. I, I actually went and raided a Scyther in Pokemon Go just to transfer it into Let's Go because they run away so quickly in Let's Go. It was insane. But my point is, you should be able to go, no, I'm not going to just catch this guy. He's too important. I'm going to battle him. He can't run away. But if I faint him, then he's dead, Uh, which kind of goes against the grain for like Snorlax or the legendaries where you have to fight them. Then they faint, but then you can catch them. It's like, I don't. That doesn't make sense, but okay. I've been lied to my whole life. This is 20 years. Nintendo, you can't tell me that he faints and then he doesn't. <laughs> I think he, that's a good oh, idea. I think he just fainted. He's not dead. You can throw a Pokeball at a Pokemon that's just lying on the ground. Who says you can't? <laughs> you can pick the up next... a dog that is. Jesus out. Christ! <laughs> <laughs> um, they said there's another Pokemon game coming early this year, right? Or like sometime this year? Like a, they said a proper mainline game, right? Yeah. I hope it has the catch. Like, I hope it has what you said, Matt, and like has the option to, and maybe there's a benefits and and, and cons to eat each one. Because I really want to play the new one, mm. like I played this. Yeah, but if it's just battle and catching, I've like been spoiled now. Yeah, you guys know I'm not a huge fan. Not that I'm not a fan of Pokemon. I'm not a fan of turn based combat. I love Pokemon. I know, and I obviously haven't really gotten into many generations beyond two, but I love the first gen and I love the world, but I just don't care about the games because they're turn-based. Yeah. And I've now been spoiled with a good alternative to this kind of, like it lessens how much combat you've got to do by catching. So if they go back to battle and catch, it's, I might just have to skip it, which is like what sad because I want to play. What if at the beginning it goes like, like, hi, are you a boy or a girl? What's your name? And then, and then it should ask, uh, like, the world of Pokemon is like filled with so many people that love so many different parts of Pokemon. And Professor Oak's like, I love to study Pokemon. Do you like to catch Pokemon or battle with Pokemon? I think Matt's and- idea of like having both though would be better because then it's like if I do get into wanting to battle more, then I can at least swap out or change it up. Just on the fly. Yeah, I think yeah, the trade-off like maybe- is like pretty reasonable if you were just... The guarantee of the catch... If you battle it, but the ease of the catch, if you just throwing balls at it. Yeah, like you're guaranteed it won't run away, and you have, but you have to fight it. You might lose. Mm. Versus catching it, it's there, but you've got to catch it. I think that's really smart. Matt, can you just head over to Game Freak and, oh and, wor- and work on it now? I've literally been doing they're, this. They're not even Game Freak anymore. Isn't it? 
No, they're called the Pokemon Company, aren't they? Yeah, but I still feel like it's a subsidiary of... Um, it's Game Freak. Game Freak. Um, I, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, Adrian. I actually called the fairy type. No, I didn't record it or anything, so it's just my word that you have to believe, but I actually called the fairy type. I'm pretty, pretty veteran. Uh, Adrian, I'm sure you'll see. Uh, look at this uh, level 100 shiny Dialga, Palkia, and Giratina. Uh, don't be too impressed. Yes. It was just an event. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is that anything like Jolteon? Uh, yes, it's cool. <laughs> anyway, how do you <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about you mentioned the fairy type? How do you feel about fairy, steel, dark? Are you asking me them? or Adrian? Uh, you probably more specifically, Matt, because you've gone through more of the generations. Yeah. How do you feel about later gen types being in gen one? I think that's really good, and I actually think that they sh- they should keep the things that they've had. They got rid of uh, um, held items and abilities, and I think the reason for that is because this is like a it's a Twenty year later, director's cut of yellow. Like it's so that didn't have abilities or held items, so I can yeah, whatever. But <laughs> but then it has Alolan forms as well, so it's like you can get an ice type sand slash, which surely should be called ice slash. But it just doesn't make a lot of sense. What they've cherry picked, like what they've curated, doesn't make sense. Like why can in this area? For some reason, I can get Melton, which is presumably a Generation 8 Pokemon, but I cannot love my Golbat enough that it evolves into Crobat. <laughs> or, like, well, that's just your own problem. If you can't give him the love that he needs, <laughs> maybe you should. But how good would it be? It's like, okay, you can catch Scyther, but if you know, you can evolve it into Scissor. Like, if you know, if you have that knowledge, if you know, okay, it's not a Gen 1 Pokemon Scissor, but you can, you can get it. Like, and then there's, you know, Umbreon, Espeon, yeah. Leafeon, Glaceon, Sylveon. They're very good Pokemon that probably would have actually changed the way that I played. Uh, but no, it was just Gen One. It's like it. It's like it's retconned it, and it's like a temporary retcon, which is, I suppose, I'm okay with that because this is just a um like. It's like a sidestep. It's not the next generation. It's a half-step generation. It introduces a Pokemon. It's just a nice experiment kind of thing so far. I hope I hope this has a lot of impact on the f- games coming in the future and they kind of fuse it because to me this seems like a sort of, not a reboot or per se, but it's sort of a reintroduction into Pokemon. Like I've had friends... Who have like, yeah, I played Pokemon ages ago, but I haven't played in ages because it's not what I want and I play. And I'm like, if you want to play Pokemon again, Pokemon Let's Go is the one to get back into because it reintroduces the Pokemon you know, but also Alolan forms, you know, new mechanics that you might not know. And it makes some of the grind a little less grindy. Yeah. Um, so I hope they take some of the lessons here going forward. It's also like a soft sequel to Gen 1 yeah. in terms of yeah. like some of the story. It's like, oh, it's me and my neighbor, uh, but we're not red and blue because there's blue. Which yeah. is, for the people who don't play, who haven't played Pokemon, that's Gary, essentially. Yeah, so Gary. So you're not Ash. Ash and Gary have already done their thing. Which is kind of... For you. Which kind of so they're like zero and you're one. Yeah, it kind of wrinkles my brain because, like, they appear in Sun and Moon as well, but as, like, adults. So it's like, this is just messing with the timeline. Can they not? Can they just... <sighs> it's just, you know, Arceus messing with the timeline. Did I do a good Pokemon? Did I do? Yeah. Did I make yeah. it good? He doesn't exist yet. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh. Arceus don't exist. It's... There's no god I Pokemon, would... only man. <laughs> I think anything connected to a Gen 1 Pokemon should have had its possible evolution. Yeah. So like Pichu and Crobat and all that. Yeah, exactly right. I think that's Maybe what... not Pichu because of breeding. Yeah, why do they take out breeding? Like, um, 
imagine if so i got uh kabuto and then i evolved it in Tops because i'm like oh, i want that pokedex and then my partner was like oh, had the helix fossil uh late who actually sold it you can sell fossils in this game which is ridiculously silly uh so <laughs> rip helix that's why i'm searching in cerulean cave for it um but if I could only just breed my Kabuto like you used to so that I got a new one to give to her, but no, they just got rid of it because, like I said, they're, they're oddly cherry-picking, which, uh, I don't know. It's like they've decided we need to be as close to Gen 1 as we can, but at the same time, advertise uh, Pokemon Go, advertise Alolan Forms, which is somewhat Pokemon Go, somewhat Sun and Moon, an Alolan form sounds overly complicated. You you could just call them, like, uh, island variant? I don't know. I don't know. Does that mean that, say, then in the next generation, say it's um, set in Pokemon's version of Australia? Um, yes. Let's call it the Ostra. So are, you, are they going to have, like, Ostra forms? So, like, will Sandslash be Alolan Sand Slash, and then Ostra Sand Slash, which is a steel uh, fire type now. Like, oh like saying in Alolan, like saying Alolan alludes to the, the fact that those Pokemon might have even more variations. Otherwise, you would just call it like, oh, this is the variant. Yeah. This is the other but they're saying specifically Alolan, which makes me think they have more ideas for the same Pokemon. I imagine it's just more like this is the kind of sand slash we find in Alola. Yes, that's um, that's exactly what it is. But it doesn't. But that doesn't necessarily mean like that's there's other kinds of sand slashes elsewhere. It just means like oh, in a, in Alola, the sand slash is ice instead of um, ground or whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Well, if uh, any of you have played uh, the Pokemon trading card game, uh, hey, there we go. Um, that's my honestly, that's my biggest frame of reference for this game for, for, for Pokemon in general. And having the other types in Fairy and Steel and Dark kind of skewed like what was good against what, and yeah. I would I just don't remember because the Pokemon trading card game didn't have some. Types, yeah, like sometimes poison is grass, sometimes poison is psychic. What, yeah, Um, there's like there's no there's no poison, there's no bug, there's no um, yeah, but I don't think there's ground there, yeah, yeah, ground, rock, and fighting are all just fighting. But have you heard of uh, delta species in the trading card game? No, I stopped following the trading card game many years ago, it straight up is exactly what Alolan forms are. So there is a Delta species Gyarados, which is fire type. Uh, there's Delta species Charizard, which is dark type. Like, uh, it, it's and what they could have just they called it that. <laughs> so they don't... Sh- Delta types or whatever don't show up in any of the games? No. Well, Alolan is the closest thing that we have. But I don't know. It's just weird. It's just an odd cherry-picking thing. But at the same time, while I want to jump straight back into a good Switch Pokemon mainline game, uh, I want Pokemon Let's Go Pichu. What? Or as in like a, a, a second gen? Yeah. A second gen? Yeah. I want Gen 2 Let's Go. Well, what would the equivalent be? Because Yellow was like the third one. So what was the third one for Gold? Cr- crystal. Was yeah, Crystal. crystal. So let's go, Suicune. Let's go Suicune. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he- there you go. Hear me out. Pokemon Let's Go Meryl. Pokemon Let's Go Togepi. No, no. It's a little less known. That's the thing. Like I'd say Pichu and Magby. Magby. That's okay. If you say so. That's the pre for Magma or yeah. Smoochum. Smoochum. <laughs> Elekid? He's pretty cool. Yeah, but then you just get two electric types. Uh, just get just get Pichu. That's the one. Munchlax? When when did he start? That's Gen 4. Now we're going oh. real far. And people are getting the Sinnoh remake that they've wanted for so long. Okay. Togepi Pichu. Togepi Pichu. Okay. People know Normal Togepi. type again. Normal type, electric type. Excuse me, Togepi is a fairy type. Oh, now. 
How dare you sully Togepi's good name? <laughs> but what else? I love Gen Two. <laughs> what, what, what else is to say about this? It's like it's a rehash of like it's a director's cut of a director's cut of Pokemon. Like I don't know what else you can say about it. It's a safe bet. Yeah. By them, by you as a consumer, it's very safe. You know? They've introduced new mechanics and taken some gambles in that way, but on a very safe stage. Story, the Pokemon you love. That they they didn't go, let's put this on Gen 9. That could have been terrible. Yeah, they were really smart at going like, we want to take the next step for the Pokemon, like the way it plays and the way it is, but we can't just go straight into the next gen because people don't know that. Let's go with something people do know. Let's go with Gen 1 Pokemon. Even People who are adults now grew up with that, even if they're not really into it now. They'll remember Pikachu. They'll remember Eevee. And maybe they will pick up this game. And this is a good, it's a good platform to to be like, yeah, here's some new ideas we have for the Pokemon franchise, and I hope that going forward, they um, do something. Like, I'm, ha- I want something like this, but with new Pokemon that I don't know in a world I don't know. Uh, that'd be really interesting. Couple of odd things uh, this time around as well. No HMs. They're now Pikachu's special moves, which are um, odd, range from odd to hilarious in ideas. <laughs> As well as, I think I've, I think I've not got the move deleter in my game because I called him Mister Dazzling. Mister Dazzling, you, you you can meet the move deleter on Route Twelve or something, which is the like sort of boardwalks on the <laughs> on the water in the east. And you go in a house, and he's like, I can't remember who I am. Who am I? And your options are move deleter. Mr. Dazzling, well, I don't know. And I said, Mr. Dazzling. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, what a fantastic name. You know what? Yes, I am Mr. Dazzling. He then teaches you or gives you the TM for a fairy move that's called something, Dazzling something. Um, and then when I talk to him again, he's just Mr. Dazzling. I don't think I have the move deleter. <laughs> I'm sure there's a work- workaround for well, that. Yeah, well, the, the good thing is there's no hate. You probably... Don't need him because he's, you don't have HMs, so you should be you should be good. Should be able to go to the move tutor. But overall, with this game, how do you guys feel? What what do you think this is like for a busy gamer? Uh, unless you like po- like if you want to relive your childhood days, this is it. This actually is it. If you want to feel like you. Uh, 10-year-old who is going to take on the world, defeat Team Rocket, catch them all. This is it. Like, it's really easy to catch them all, especially if you might already be, like, a busy gamer who plays Pokemon Go because it's on your phone. And then you've got to step up in that Pokedex, uh, which I feel like is a feat that a lot of us really kind of tried to, but just we're like, I'm a dumb kid. I don't know how. So, um, like, I think this is your time to shine. You can get your inner 10-year-old to catch them all. I'm doing it really easily and quickly. Um, I feel like you can too. That said, it is still a huge grind. It's definitely what Pokemon is, is a big grind. It's an RPG. But I think this is what a lot of people will be looking for. I don't think I've hit the grind quite yet. I think it's easy to pick up and put down. I've already clocked... 20 hours and I'm only at the fifth gym and I was like whoa can't believe I've put that much time just across the it's been out now for one month I guess in total so across one month picking it up putting it down put in 20 hours and it's an adventure it's good fun it's adorable it's nice to see Pokemon looking this good though part of me wants to say give like you can give it a miss like you can easily pass on this, don't fret too much, and I think that's because I'm getting a little bit fatigued on 
on maybe Pokemon as a whole, but particularly older Pokemon. I had recently just sort of played uh, Pokemon Yellow because I think last year or the year before they were re-released on 3DS Virtual Console. So I had just kind of gone through this sort of recently. So I'm a little bit fatigued. And so part of me goes, this isn't a game for a busy gamer because you have played this game before. If you've been alive for the past 20 years, you have played this (laughs) either as the original, the uh, Game Boy Advance remake, the 3DS port. Like, you've played this before. And if you haven't, if you're like me and you haven't, this is definitely, I I would recommend at least considering it. Maybe if you're not sure, borrow it from a friend and play a little bit first. But def- I think it's I think it's absolutely worth giving a try, in my own opinion, because it's it's a it's the first kind of big change from like how Pokemon plays. Um, it, it's still a Pokemon game, but it does enough to kind of if you just want to do what I kind of do in games these days, which is just run from main mission to main mission because you're a busy gamer. This is great. Like you don't need to grind up levels. I never felt under leveled, but there also is that level of um, exploration and i don't want to say grind because i never uh, no, that was definitely grind if you do want to put the hours in to get the pokedex done or you do want to catch 31 uh growliths in a row so you can get a shiny growlith that's there too but it, there is like the the minimum requirements aren't that much to enjoy this game um and i think it's a good it's a good milestone in the franchise where it's like enough has changed that it's worth trying um, I'm, I look forward to what they uh, do next with the franchise, whether or not I play it. Um, but I think it, I think it's a game for a busy gamer, certainly. Now I can actually finish it. I'm going to keep playing until I actually get this done because I'm going to, and it will be the first time my dumb brain will actually complete it because I was a kid. And I didn't figure it out. I couldn't... What even is a ditto? I didn't know. I didn't understand. Ditto. Sorry, that was a bad pun. (laughs) (laughs) So, that's it for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and or Eevee. Uh, Remember, our next game is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And... uh, I'm super excited for this one, boys. I hope you're ready for the whooping. Here's a little sneak peek. Um, still very bad. <laughs> I look. I'll put on any handicaps you guys want. Here's another sneak peek. Uh, I joined one online arena and lost every time. I got smacked on. Like I feel like some people just go around pub stomping. Someone, I think it was even on stream. Someone just came in as DDD and just walloped everybody else. Um, you guys overestimate how good I am. Oh, it's you it's not it's underestimate not, my <laughs> suckiness. It's not that you're like good in the grand scheme of things. It's just that you will wreck us every time. That's that's why I'll put. Look, how about this? I'll train you. I will train you, and by the episode in a fortnight, you two will be better. I will teach you everything I know. Can we have a little a little uh, short masterclass on the next podcast? Just a couple of minutes of uh, Leota's top tips for sure. Smash Bros. Sure. Uh, I've already got thoughts. I've played it a bunch since it came out, and I already got lots of thoughts in comparison to the previous one. So uh, I look forward. I look forward to the next Fortnite. And- As do I. I'll be back in Perth. <gasps> We might do it all together. Yes. We'll smash each other on the podcast. Live on the podcast. In person. I'm coming home. (laughs) It's going to be beautiful. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to this episode. And uh, we look forward to the next one. Remember to subscribe and give us reviews on all those yummy platforms. Uh, Thank you very much. I've been Adrian. (laughs) I've been Matt. And I've been Michael. Michael, goodbye. Return. Pew. I don't like being in a Pokeball. Ah. No, your name is Michael. You say Michael, Michael, Mike, Michael. No, no but I was. I want to sit on your shoulder, and I want you to dress me 
in little sunglasses and a tiny Team Rocket shirt. No, no, no. I got the perfect one. Belly. I've got the... I've got the Lavender Town t-shirt on you with a bow tie, plaid, uh, and uh, brown spectacles. Oh. With a backwards hat. (laughs) (laughs) 